Let's pray. Peace be still. Say the word and I will. Set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the waves, eh? Praise his name. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, we thank you that we can draw near to you because you've drawn near to us. What a privilege this morning just to be able to commune with you, to partake of the wonderful person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, he satisfies our hungry souls. He fills our cup. Our cup is full and running over. And Father, we want to thank you for him. And Father, this morning we just pray that the word would be made flesh here in this place. And Father, that we'd be looking and lifting our eyes beyond the waves, beyond the sea, to the Lord of glory, the King of glory, for his name's sake. Thank you, Father. Well, I really enjoyed last week Ruth's uh, message. The contrast between Mount Sinai and Mount uh, Zion. What a good word that was, yes? yes? I hope you were here last week. If you're not here last week, you're here today. Praise God. What a word. Because our theme last month was the cross and beyond. But as Ruth was saying today, we're just starting our theme, the kingdom of God. You see, the kingdom of God is powerful. Hallelujah. Have we got more house lights above us? Don't worry, I'll fix that. I'll take them off and give it a shot. In Obadiah chapter 1, because there's only one chapter in Obadiah, verse 17. Oh, you, you all knew that. It was just free, that one. But you all know that because you read your Bible every day. Praise God. It says, but on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And then it says, the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. God told Joshua, he was a mighty man of valor. He went and took on the giants in the hill country, didn't he? At 85 years old. He died at 110. But God told him at the end of his life, he said, there is much land yet to be possessed. And I believe this morning there is much yet to be possessed in Christ. Because God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. See, it's one thing to have an inheritance in Christ. It's another thing to inherit it. It's one thing to have it credited to your bank account. It's another thing to write out a check and draw on it. We don't have checks these days. Use your postcard then. But you know what I'm saying here. Praise His name. You see, the air in the New Testament is... The meaning for that means one who receives his allotted possession by right of sonship. And God has called us to be sons, heirs of God and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants us to receive what he's given to us by faith. Praise his name. See, Israel was an infant under law. Never fully came into what God had for them. That was under law. But praise God, we are in a blessed age that we live in today. The age of grace. See, grace came. Uh, Jesus came bringing grace and truth. Praise His name. And with that, He brought sonship and inheritance for us. We have an inheritance in Christ that's incorruptible, undefiled. It fades not away. It's reserved in heaven for us. You see, an infant may have an inheritance, but it might not yet have come into it. You know, why a little child is small, it cannot take the keys to his father's Porsche and take it for a drive. But once he becomes a full-growing son, 
well, then he can take the keys and take it for a ride. Yes? But God has an inheritance for us. And he wants us to grow up in Christ and look to the Lord and not look to ourselves. And he wants to enter, us to enter in day by day into the inheritance that he has for us. And that's what I believe the kingdom of God is all about. Hallelujah. So this month, it's the theme, the kingdom of God. And my, my title for today or uh, theme over the message for today is rock solid. You know, this is a kingdom that is rock solid. And I've got four points to bring out today before I go on to my main message, <laughs> just after lunch. If we need to, we'll break, have a break partway between. <clears throat> the first one is the kingdom of God is at hand. Wow. I believe today the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 1 verse 10 says, Now after, after, after John was put into prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Say repent. That's a good word. I hope you know what it means. And believe the gospel. Say gospel. That's a good word. It actually means good news. Hey, hallelujah. I love good news. You know, on Friday I was uh, talking to, to my daughter about uh, what it meant to repent, to turn away from leaning to your own understanding and living from self, where there is a great big turmoil and lots of waves and a mighty raging sea in our lives, and it means to turn to the Lord, to lift your eyes beyond the hills from where your help comes from. And when you do that, and when faith arises within you, we were singing this morning, let faith arise, O heart, believe. When you do that, you connect with the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. You see, when you have people performing on stage, you sometimes have stage hands. And they're there to bring the props and the things you need right when you need them. You don't leave them way out the back in the cupboard, but it's right there. So they go, here you go. And they bring out the preaching stand, the lectern. Hallelujah, stage prop. It's the, they're right at hand. The kingdom of God is right at hand, right here now, today. I believe it connected here in this place last night. The kingdom of God. There was something different about last night. We had a couple of hundred people, but they came forward, most of them, 98 filled out forms, but the rest of the other 70 or 80 that came forward might not have. But there was a lot that filled out forms anyway. I might have the wrong amount by the look of it, but that's all right. But what happened is they lingered in groups afterwards getting ministered to, and the band came up and started worshipping. And this is right at the end, after the older call, and, and everyone went and sat back down. And there was a hush over the gathering. And then I realized the kingdom of God was connecting in this place. And I walked up the front, and I lifted up my hands and began to worship, and the band worshipped. And everyone sat there for about 10 minutes. There was a holy hush over the congregation. God was moving. Hallelujah. Praise His name. The kingdom of God is at hand. It's already around us, here around us. It's time to reach out in faith and take what is already ours in Christ. Come on. Luke 17 verse 21 says, The kingdom of God is within you. Yes? Oh, I love that. I love that. You know in the Old Testament when God was among His people in the wilderness? 
You know, he gave them strict instructions under law to, to build the tabernacle. They had to get all the measurements right. They had to do every part and every bit of curtain. Uh, you know, the gold, the blue, I mean the blue, the, the badger skins and uh, the scarlet, the purple. They had to have it all right and the pillars and the sockets of silver. Speaking of redemption, keeping the, keeping the um, poles off the desert floor. Like redemption has separated us from this world. We redeem not with corruptible things of silver and gold. But at any rate, here was God dwelling among his people, and they had to just sit there and watch. And there was this miracle every day. No matter how hard the wind blew, there was a pillar of cloud during the day. And at night, no matter how hard the wind blew, there was a pillar of fire because the presence of the Lord was above the mercy seat in the most holy place in the tabernacle. And there God was dwelling among his people in the, in the tabernacle in the wilderness. But you know what God's done today? In this time of grace, we have become, there's no temple, no tabernacle apart from us. We are the temple of the living God. He has come to dwell in us. Wherever we go, the temple goes. We don't have to wait for an hour or two once the glory moves to pack it up. God has taken the tabernacle and made it mobile. The presence of Almighty God is moving mobile today in us. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Kingdom means king's domain. It's where he dwells, where he rules. I want to ask you this morning, is he ruling and reigning in your heart? Or is your Swede still ruling in your heart? Are you religious or are you in relationship with Almighty God who lives and is powerful? Come on. Hallelujah. We've talked, yeah, I went, okay. Rock solid. His kingdom cannot be moved, praise his name. The kingdom of God, num point number two, cannot be moved. Hebrews 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Man, I want to know about this kingdom. I do know about it. But I'm going to learn more about it every step of the way. Every day I abide in Christ and look to Him by faith. Every time faith arises. And let's hope it's always constant. You know, when I was at school, you'd often have little jars of insects and then you'd bang little holes in the top so they could breathe and you'd put a whole lot of um, sticks and grass and stuff in them so they could eat it, you know, and twigs. And then the boys would come along, probably Paul, and he'd get it and go, where's those insects, you know? And he'd tip it up and shake it up. And they go, they don't seem to be moving. You know, and after everyone's shaking it up, they don't seem to be moving. They might be dead. So we shake it up more and they're getting more and more dead. And it's just totally shaken up. And we go, oh, the stupid things, you know. Do you find that your world has been shaken up? Maybe there's a reason why your world has been shaken up. Mine gets shaken up like you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't want to stand in my shoes. I can tell you that now. Hallelujah. Well, maybe you would because it's blessed in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. God allows the things around us to be shaken so that the things which cannot be shaken remain. And one more time, he's going to shake not only the earth, but the heavens as well. Everything that is not found in Christ is going to be shaken. God allows a shaking. If you wonder why things are going wrong at work, why things that you go through trials in life with your health, with your business, 
We all do. But he's shaking things. And this is a time in the world today like none other. There's shaking going on around the world. But you want to be clinging to something rock solid. You want to be living in the kingdom of God, God that cannot be moved. And it doesn't matter how much shaking carries on in your family, in your business, in your, at school, wherever it might be, in your life, and there'll be shaking, you can stay firm. It's like with cat, you know, when you hold it upside down and you drop it. Now, you don't do that, do you? A lot of the older, uh, the more mature ladies, I won't say older, in the congregation, I believe, probably do this with their cats. But <laughs> hold them upside down and you drop them, and then they happen to land on their feet every time. No, I don't think I've ever tried that, but if someone once told me that's what happens. <laughs> See, the kingdom of God defies all natural limits. Hallelujah. And grace enables what it commands. Praise God. John 18 verse 36 says, the kingdom, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. You know, sometimes we have our feet so firmly fixed in this present age, in this, uh, what we can see, touch, taste, smell here, and we just wonder where, where God is. And yet the pre kingdom of God is right at hand, but we don't see it because his kingdom's not of this present evil world. You look on TV and there's evil. You go through life, walk through life, through the streets. You start talking to someone. You hear their language and everything. There's evil all around. Whatsoever's not of faith is even sin. But believers dwell in the kingdom of God, and we have faith in our king. Hallelujah. And his domain is where we dwell. Jesus went to the cross for us, and the obedience of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord that we've been partaking of this morning, the obedience of Christ put the bounty of heaven on a collision course with the desperate condition of mankind. If it wasn't for what he did in giving his life for us and making himself available and, and, and loving us and coming in the way in which he did, there would be no hope for us ever entering into the kingdom of heaven. The third point is the kingdom is found in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is found in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14 and, and verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eat, eating and drinking, but righteousness and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. You see? If you're living just from your Swede, leaning to your own understanding day by day, sometimes it gets very lonely. Very lonely. Sometimes it's even very empty. If, well, that's what I find. I, I guess you, yours is pretty full. <sighs> Hallelujah. Speak for yourself. I can just hear it, you know. Speak for yourself. This spirit that dwells in us, and it's found in the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God. We walk in the spirit. That's what we do when we don't lean to our own understanding. We walk in the Spirit. You wonder why we're jumping around here all excited and you think, what are they getting all excited? Mate, we're living in the kingdom. Man, you want to come and, come and join in? It's, 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 it's amazing. Mate, hallelujah, there's freedom, there's life, there's liberty. It's rock solid, mate, in this place. You wouldn't believe it. Hallelujah, we got a, a new song in our mouth. Praise to our Lord Jesus Christ. And this Holy Spirit is always with us. And He adores you. And He loves you. Hallelujah. 
And this Holy Spirit is the one in whose presence there's fullness of joy. Have you ever experienced that? Fullness of joy. You know, if, if you've experienced it, you'll know what I mean. If you have never have, you'll be thinking it sounds good. But I tell you what, it's so full, it's just got to burst out. Wow, the joy of the Lord. Mate, it's so good. And so we, we, we pray on earth as it is in heaven. And, and it happens. On earth as it is in heaven, heaven happens when you become aware of God's presence at all times in your life. Not just on a Sunday morning when you come to church for an hour or an hour when you go along to the Connect group, but the rest of the time it's all about your presence. No, no, on earth as it is in presence, uh, as in heaven, the kingdom of God being right at hand, appearing right now, is when we are aware of God's presence the whole time. When we walk in the Spirit 24 hours a day, when we wake up in the morning with the Lord and commune with the Spirit and He communes with us, it's good to listen. And when we go to sleep at night and all through the day, heaven invades earth. And that's what God wants. That's what He wants. The kingdom of God is at hand. And it also invades earth when you learn to live from, from His presence towards earth. Instead of in the earth, always seeking His presence. As though you're barren and bankrupt and you just thought, we need more of the presence. No, no, you live in the presence from heaven towards earth. See, we're not the consumers. We're here to bring the supply of heaven to meet the need of our nation and our community out there. Hallelujah. We're more than conquerors. We, our cup is not half empty. It's full and running over. Glory to God. No matter what we're going through, no matter how our little world is being shaken, and believe me, it gets shaken. Ephesians 2 verse 18 says, For through Him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. We have access by the Spirit to the Father. Hallelujah, through Christ. So it's rock solid. The fourth point, the kingdom of God belongs to those who don't deserve it. I love that. The kingdom of God is not for the deserving, it's for the undeserving. Would you believe it? See, in this world, you go to the Olympics and you, or you play rugby and you get the trophy when you're deserving it. But in, in the kingdom of God, it's the reverse. He comes not to get the best, He comes to get the worst. Hallelujah. Yeah. He, he takes the poor things of this world and the base things of this world to confound the mighty. He comes to the undeserving. Not the religious, not those who pride themselves in being good. There's none good. They just haven't woken up to that. I love that in James 2 and 5. God has not chosen the poor thing, has not chosen the poor of this God has chosen, sorry, God has chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. We don't love ourselves. The old self-centered person, we don't love that. That's all about me, 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 me. We don't love that. Those that love him. Who do you love this morning? Who do you love this morning? Faith is what is needed. I love that. Eh? I just love that worship. It's anointed worship this morning. The presence of God is here. Our Lord is here. The King of glory and all His royal apparel. He's here moving among us. We're partaking Him. He's in us. He's here present in the midst of us as well. Glory to God. I just love meeting with my King. I love worshiping in His presence. Hallelujah. It excites me. Faith arises 
And faith is anchored in the unseen. And it's a currency of heaven, praise God. This kingdom of God's currency is faith. Faith in Christ. Faith is a mirror reflecting the realities of an unseen world. Yeah. Faith grabs hold of the reality of the kingdom and forcibly brings it into collision with earth. That's what's needed today. The kingdom of God is at hand. But are we going to enter into it? It's time to share the kingdom of God and this kingdom of His grace with those around us. But you can't share what you're not enjoying. I've got a few uh, little props here. That's the best I could find in our entranceway. What's that? That's supposed to be a round rock that uh, was on the tomb, wasn't it? These days we'd use concrete. So just, who was talking about using your imagination? I think that was David. Just imagine that standing up. <laughs> That's a seed. You see that? There you go. The right at hand, our stage props. Praise God. Here's a ball of string. That's like us, bound, bound up with our sin. See, Jesus came preaching the kingdom of heaven. And he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I say that this morning, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. If you're not enjoying the bounty of the kingdom of God now, you are that person that is poor. Many people in the world will be richer than you. They will be more at peace with themselves than you. Because all you're left with is yourself and your religion. God, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And that's what I repeat this morning, because I'm in Christ, a new creature. He has anointed me. That's why His Spirit's in me. He's anointed me. That's why I'm here and not raptured away to glory. He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. People were so bound up with self like this ball of string, bound in their own self-centeredness. That's what happened when the enemy got Adam and Eve to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of knowing good and evil, living from here, leaning to their own understanding. And yet that has been dealt with at the cross. Christ died for all our sin, praise His name. That's the gospel. But it doesn't stop there. He, all the sin that this depraved fallen man and Adam, or woman and Adam, ever committed, all their selfishness, even when they didn't do anything wrong, they're just looking after the kids. But they weren't walking by faith. They were doing it in their own strength, in their own energy. All that sort of terrible, sinful stuff. No, I'm not talking about the prostitution and the drunkenness and the drugs. I'm talking about just trying to do it in your own strength. That incredibly sinful stuff because we know better. We actually know better than to do that. Others don't. That has been nailed to the cross. And it's been left there. But as we've been preaching of late, we need to move on to the tomb. Now, 
the self-centered man in Adam can lay down and be buried once and for all. So that, this is where it starts to get into the invisible. You see, it's getting smaller. I could have got a mustard seed, but I'll hold it up for you. It's a plum seed. Alex, help me get the rest of the plant, rid of the rest of the plum this morning. <laughs> Alex Marsh. But you see, we're moving from what is visible into the invisible. The old man has been buried. Adam has been dealt with. You thought you might have been all right and you're doing your best, but God said enough is enough. He has condemned self-centeredness. He has condemned man trying by their own efforts and their own work to please him or even just to do good in the community. He's condemned that and he says, no, that's sin. It's not coming from me, the creator. That's coming from you, the created being. I want you to get to know this man who is not only truly a man, it's a, it's a, it's a second man, Jesus, the Lord from heaven, that's that seed, but he is actually the creator and sustainer of all things. And he has eternal life. So we come along and we see that we're buried with him. Except the corner wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Jesus, uh, God said to Abraham, didn't he, that promise? In your seed, in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. If you come into the New Testament, you find that seed is Jesus. All our blessing is found in Jesus. He went into the grave, but then that seed grew up into a mighty tree, the tree of life. He's risen again from the dead. When we come over here, we see at the cross that you have been crucified with Christ. God wasn't just pampering you and putting on some makeup at the cross. He was dealing to you. You have been crucified with Christ. The moment you were born, you were on death row. But the same applies to our beloved Lord. When he was born, he was on death row. He was born to die. If you've never laid down your self-life yet, it's time you do it. Because you will only be a religious, empty person that the world hates. They will end up condemning others. And I know I'm speaking to people here today. Glory to God. We're preaching the gospel to the poor. But Jesus died and God condemned that sin in the flesh and he was the worthy one. He went into the grave, that beloved Savior, to remove the man that sinned, Adam. And then the second man, the new creation, that was the first creation. Suddenly we're coming into the invisible. You can't see this with the natural eye. You read about it in the Bible, but it's invisible things that are, that are eternal. Jesus is risen from the dead. He was seen, only by, he was seen by his disciples and by 500 brethren. But then you come over here and you see there's nothing. Because what's happened? He's gone back to glory. And I've been raised with him. And you've been raised with him. That's the gospel. And, and, and we've been glorified with him. Not only have we been justified and not only are we a new creature in Christ, a creature that can never sin. The old always sins, by the way. Don't get confused between the two men. Adam and self will never do any good. Leaning to your own understanding, it'll all be self-centered. No matter how long you've been in the Lord or how long you've been around church, you still lean to your own understanding. It'll still be all about self. But this new man, a new creation, the one that's gone into glory, Jesus, He is there to appear in the presence of God for us. We've been raised up with Him, believe it or not. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, believe it or not. We have an inheritance in Him that's undefiled. 
It doesn't fade away. It's reserved there for us to enter into by faith and to walk into. God, our Father, wants to give us the keys to the kingdom. And Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, but he said, you've got to repent. You can't just... You can't just carry on the way you're doing and add a bit of religion, a bit of Christianity to you and come to church and start giving some money into the offerings and then tell people that you're, you know, appearing at an altar call, but then just carrying on in the old man. See, Paul the Apostle in Galatians 2 and 20 said, for me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. That's why the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. He's anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. If you don't have a living Christ in you today, if you're not experiencing that living relationship, you're still poor. It's like it says in Romans 5, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God, made one with Him by the death of His Son, it says something, there's something greater than that. You know, saved from hell, going to heaven. No, He says, if that's what happened when we were enemies, that's only the start. He says, much more. We'll be saved by His life. That's his life over here. That's the glorified man. Do you know him? Do you know the risen man? You might know about Jesus in the gospel, but do you know the risen man? If you don't, you're poor still. If you don't, you're powerless. Hallelujah. God is for us though. And so the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. I went down to the stone store early this morning. Again, the Spirit was communing with me this morning. I, this time, I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. I had to wait to 6 o'clock again to get the, a, a coffee from the BP. Heavenly coffee, mind you. <laughs> but I was down there, and I was just communing with the Spirit at the stone store. It wasn't quite daylight. And I said, what did you got for me? And then a rooster crowed. And it came into my mind. Someone denied the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone didn't move over for Him. Someone's still in full control of their own destiny and their own life. Someone's not going to let anyone else tell them what to do in this place. And then Paul got up, uh, Peter got up on the day of Pentecost. And he said, you denied the Holy One and the Just. And I want to tell you this morning, you denied the Holy One and the Just. And you desired a murderer, and you are the murderer. Who was it who, who actually put Jesus on the cross? This is serious stuff. The kingdom of God is at hand. Don't have anything to do with that old Paul. That old self-centered man, born in Adam, born in sin, all about me. The one you want to have to do with the, is with the Lord of glory. You, you know why? Because the things that are not seen are eternal. That's the gospel. That's why Jesus came and John the Baptist came uh, preaching the gospel of repentance. Turn away from yourself. Turn away from just being in control of your own life. Receive Jesus as Lord. The kingdom of God is at hand. Let there be a manifestation of it. Then we go on to say, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the receiving of sight to the blind. Yes, that's what He sent us to do in His kingdom. He has sent us to set at liberty 
those who are oppressed. There's people here this morning that are blind. There's people here who are bound up still this morning in their walk I'm talking about. There's people here this morning who need to have spiritual sight given to them so they can behold the Lord of glory and know what it is to be more than a conqueror in Christ. There's people that are oppressed just by life in general. Somebody is shaking things. You can guarantee it's our Father allowing that because He wants something better for you. He's not doing it because He's like the boy at school with the insects and He just wants to create a bit of havoc and stir things up. No, He wants to bring you into life. That's why He allows certain things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And He wants to bind up the brokenhearted. And your heart can be healed today. But you've got to let it go. You've got to lay down the self-life. And you've got to walk by faith in Christ. I really don't think we get it quite right. The religious world doesn't get it quite right. And I was thinking this morning in my communion, about years ago when my brother, this was before I married Ruth, this beautiful lady down the front, he did up one of these old American Jeeps for his bee, bee business. And I was working for him for a couple of years at the time. And he stripped the thing right down to the chassis. Like he got it quite cheap. It might have been 1500 bucks, But he spent about 20000 bucks on it. There was a lot of money in those days. It could carry a couple of tons. It was a big old thing. He stripped it, all the chassis down, sandblasted it, built it right up from scratch, put all new gear through it. Do you know, Ruth and I used to take hives to Auckland on it when we first got married with the little one in the front, I think. But this thing, it didn't steer very well. Not like a new vehicle. It was still loose in the steering. And you know, you can put all the makeup you want to on. You can go to church as much as you like. With this old man here, the self-centered person, you make him very religious, but he won't steer very well. It'll be all about me. And he won't cut a straight path. And you're really wasting your time because you can have this man. You can have Christ. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you can have healing, abundance, blessing, favor in your soul. The kingdom of God is within I'm not saying you'll never go through a storm. You might even go through as many as we go through one day. Hallelujah. But it'll be all right. It'll be rock solid. It'll be rock solid. And you'll just keep on keeping on. But it's really just God. It's His kingdom living and ruling inside of you. If I'm speaking to you today, I know I've been a long time here. If God's been speaking to you today by His Spirit, by His Spirit through me, through His Word, if he's speaking to you today, just come up as we just sing and have the music and spend a time just hovering in the presence of God because God's got more for you. He wants you to totally delight in his son and find all your resources in him and your satisfaction in him. He is so awesome. He wants to fill you with all joy in believing. Hallelujah. He's for you. He loves you.